Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Welcome everyone. I'm Sean Payne, owner and founder of Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. Today I have with me our co-host, Isaiah Chass. Isaiah, thanks for joining us as always. Of course, we got a cool podcast for you guys today. I, I need to come up with a different introduction because uh, that's kind of getting lame. Like, 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 yeah, it just, it, well, we, we, do, have so we do many this together, <laughs> you know, like what do I, I gotta, I gotta figure out a new uh, introduction. Anyway, uh, on that note, um, we have done investing in real estate before, talked about private money, uh, things like that. But we thought now would be a good time to go into investing in real estate for strategy strategies for from beginners to pros that way, just kind of cu cover the gamut. Um, and so uh, real estate really depends on your uh, your risk um, that way, uh, how much risk you're willing to take. Uh, and, you know, just like any portfolio, whether it's a stock portfolio, you know, usually you, you try to strike, strike a balance between like high risk and low vis risk investments that way. And uh, it, but it has to be tailored to your uh, risk tolerance. Um, that really lays the the foundation for how you're going to invest in your long term strategy, and that and, and your risk tolerance can change over time. So uh, while real estate is a, is a great way to invest in property, uh, you know you have to figure out uh, like where you're at in life and and what's important to you. So um, you know on that note, like often your risk tolerance is, is is shaped by your financial goals, your personality, your personal situations, things of that nature, and like I said, that changes over time. So you know uh, Isaiah, you're you're, you're at a different point in your life than I'd say I am. And you're mm -hmm. more, maybe more willing to, to take on some risk. Uh, what am I saying? I'd still take on some risk that way. So, so, but, but, but it's not I, a one size fits all though. Right. Exactly. As you get older, you may not want to take on those risks. Uh, uh, you know, you may want to be more protective of your financial situation that way. Uh, certainly personality plays a lot into it. Um, and, uh, some people, you know, like to, to play it safer and, and some people like to take on more risk and, and can sleep at night. So that really comes down to like personal Personally, what what uh, you know, your, your your personality and what it entails that way. Um, <clears throat> so uh, uh, I kind of jumped the gun again a little bit. Real estate can be divided into low risk investments and high risk investments. Um, and uh, the 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 difference is is that the low risk investments are going to be more of a sure thing, but you're not going to get the rate of return that you wanted uh, uh, on the uh, on that investment. Where uh, the higher the higher risk. Uh, 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 investments, you're going to get a better rate of return, but it's going to involve a lot more speculation that way. So again, you got to strike a balance, figure out what's important to you and strike a balance, um, uh, that way. Um, so, uh, uh, diversification spanning different property types and locations, um, uh, are ways to curb your risk, uh, by offsetting potential losses with gains. Uh, and like I said, life sh as life shifts, uh, that'll also alter your risk tolerance. Uh, and it's important to regularly assess, um, kind of your risk tolerance, and that's going to affect how you're going to invest in real estate that way. So De definitely. And as you, I mean, we'll see with clients that we've had that, um, as they get older, they'll sell some of their rental properties and move them into properties that require less upkeep, less day-to-day -day maintenance, just because as you said, their, um, their life changes. And as they get older, they want to change how they're dealing with that. Right. Right. So. And there's a, there's a wide variety of, uh, different types of investments. Like I said, some, some are uh, lower risk, some are higher risk that way. Why don't you go in and talk about kind of some of the different uh, investments that way? Certainly. So with, with real estate, there's so many different avenues you can, you can go just like in the stock market, you could go into so many different sectors, um, to, 
you know, diversify or just be focusing on one. Um, on the residential rental side, there's short-term rentals as well as long-term rentals. Um, short-term rentals typically being less than 30 days, long-term rentals classified over 31 days, but oftentimes they're anywhere from six months to a year. And a lot of times those leases will continue even after a year. Right. Some people have tenants for, you know, 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. Um, So each of those have um, different rate of returns uh, that you can talk about if you want to go into that. Uh, yeah, uh, let's see here. Uh, you know, from a long-term real estate uh, investment standpoint, uh, you know, and there can be a lot of variables. Uh, and I would say like, you know, often in California, um, our prices are so much higher that way that you don't get the the same rate of return that you do on a, on, on a, like a yearly basis that way. Um, <clears throat> your rate of return may be a little bit lower, but, uh, uh what happens is there's kind of a blend is like when you sell a property, that rental property in California, things tend to appreciate more here. Right. Uh, so, so that way um, you can, you can, that, that way you can, you know, your rate of return can come off the equity mm-hmm. that you've built more so than in other areas outside of the state where you may be getting a better rate of return on a monthly basis. And so that's a great point too, that not everyone looks at everyone says, where's the best place to invest? And it's not really a one size fits all because there's, there's different ways, whether someone just wants to generate rental income as if it's an annuity, right. Or if they want to look at a long-term appreciation, whereas, you know, you could, you could buy a property much cheaper in, Arizona and, and probably get pretty good rental income. Right. But it might not have the same appreciation that it would within the Bay Area. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. And so like talking about appreciation, um, I tried to, to look this up before. At, at, at one point, uh, the California Association of Realtors does or did keep the statistic. Um, and, and I used to have this like somewhere I couldn't find it. I went on Carr's website and uh, currently it's not there. They're, they're um, just all about uh, current statistics. But um, Carr kept track of or tracked um, uh, single family households uh, from, from like 1964, 1965 up until a few years ago was like the last time I saw it. And on average, uh, uh, real estate appreciated about 4% here in the Bay Area uh, that way. And that was over the course of, again, like 40 years that way. Now, What's happened? We have this huge need for inventory, and uh, uh, so you know I, I can't remember 2015 something like that. Things totally changed, and it seems like we've we've been experiencing much higher appreciation uh, since then. So so take that into account. But on average, you know, since the 60s, generally four percent appreciation that way. So um, let's jump into the different types of investments. So as you talked about um, short-term investments here, uh, short-term rentals, you know, they're going to get you a little bit higher rate of return than the long-term rentals, but again that there's more risk involved. Um, and a lot more work involved. A lot more work involved. Yeah. And just making sure that you keep that, that, that filled seasonal changes that way, rather than having someone locked into like a six or 12 month lease that way, where, you know, they're going to continue to go through. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, again, where you own this property and, uh, uh, you know, where the property location is, the de- desirability of that area being at like a, a secondary home market, that's going to affect your rate of return. You know, if people like to go out there on vacation, that's going to affect your rate of return. But, um, you know, we're fortunate to be in Sonoma County here. And uh, at, at one point, I would say when Airbnbs like five or six years ago became really popular, the appreciation people were experiencing like in Healdsburg was was just crazy, right? But right now, I'd say, you know, closer to, to 8 to 12% is what people can see year over year. And again, that may change. Um, I know that, uh, you know, as the economy potentially dips, we're anticipating um, 
less reservations in the short-term rental market. So that's going to affect rate of returns, exactly how much I, I haven't known. But in recent years, you know, I think 8 to 12% is a kind of a good base to start that way. Long-term rentals, again, it's going to be a safer bet, but you're probably looking 6 to 10%. And realistically, um, I mean, maybe even 4 or 5%, 6%, the way the prices, again, have gone in California, uh, you're going to be, for long-term rentals, you're going to be on the lower end of that, you know, 4 or 5 sure. 6%, um, somewhere around there. Again, you recapture, I mean, you, you capture uh, uh, that rate of return back when you sell the home, you have that equity that way. Um, but if you go out of state and, uh, you know, I used to say Texas and things like that, but prices have gone so crazy mm -hmm. up there, uh, but, uh, or down there, but, uh, uh, you know, certain States you're going to be able to get, like you, you said, a better rate of return, but when you sell, you're not going to have that equity that way. So, you know, six to 10% is going to be more likely for a, you know, a long-term rate, uh, rate of return that way. Right. So. And a lot goes into that as well with, uh, how much you put down, what's your interest rate, uh, for your, you know, net income like over the course of the year, right. um, compared to your rental gross rental income, uh, will depend on, uh, down payment um, monthly payment, uh, from the down payment and the interest rate they're dealing with. So those are all, uh, factors to, to put into play. Sure. Um, so we have rental properties. That's, I'd say the, the most common form of investment for, uh, investors looking to get into real estate, but there's a lot of other different ways. Um, another one that, uh, is certainly gotten a lot more attention is flipping. Yes. Um, you know, it takes a certain type of person that's comfortable with doing that. You either have to be very good hands-on being able to do the work yourself, put sweat equity into it, or you have to have a really good team around you that you can do a lot of that um, with at a much cheaper uh, cost than if you were to go out and do it. For example, if, you know, right now we see uh, building costs and construction costs so expensive that if you were to go out and just hire a, a contractor to do the work for you, like any other deal, you're probably not going to make money on it. Right. Uh, but if you have a team that you work with closely that you do a lot with and they help you out and you help them out by giving them so much work, then uh, it's something that, you know, you might be able to make money on. Similarly, if you do it yourself, you know, that's a lot less of the, the equity they're cutting into. Right, right. Or, you know, a lot of cases, uh, you have, uh, you know, a flipper may buy materials for 10 or 20 homes, right, right? like at bulk, uh, and then anticipating they're going to flip those homes. That's why you like, you know, some flippers you walk through and they, you're like, huh, I know, who this, I know who did this flip, right. right? It's similar materials that way. So like, yeah, there's a lot of little tricks to the trade. It is harder as a mom and pop, you know, a, a small time contractor to do it. I, I, I would assume that like, you know, I mean, part of this is it can be lucrative, um, but you're speculating. Right. right. You know, uh, and also I would assume that in real estate investments, probably more money has been lost from just mom and pop investors and mm -hmm. flips than in other things. Right. Cause right. I, especially with like the, the, the reality TV shows, like the last 10 mm -hmm. years of like, you know, just making it seem like it's just the best, right. best career in the world. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. Well, especially so. in a market similar to what we've seen in the past, you know, 12 months where there's a lot of unknown. So right. if your project is not taking a month or two months, even three months to complete, no one really has a firm grasp of where the market could be in six months from now. Right. So you're taking a lot of risk uh, if you're taking your time to do that remodel and you don't know what could happen in six months from now. I mean, right. there right. could be uh, an interest rate hike and the market slows down a lot during that time. So right. yep. there's a lot that goes into that as well. Yeah, I mean, I think people have been very fortunate since the last foreclosure crisis that they really haven't had a lot of dips in the market. So they've been, you know, 
their speculation has been right that way. But right. at some point, things can get a little wonky that way. Right. Um, so, yep, no, that, that's uh, – so, but talking about the, the rate of return. So, uh, you know, for the for the larger co- companies, the larger construction companies that were doing, like, a lot of flips uh, during the foreclosure crisis, I would say that, uh, you know, 20% was kind of the average that way. And, and, and talking to some of the bigger, like, again, conglomerates that still do this, I think 20% is still kind of the industry average. And then it drops down to, um, you know, what, what person's, their risk tolerance is, right? right? Like how much, how much risk they're willing to put out for this, uh, for that return. You know, I would say that like 10 to 15% is probably more of, of what a lot of the, the smaller, uh, you know, uh, smaller construction companies or the, the single person mm-hmm. is, is looking to, to, uh, obtain that way. And that 10%, that can shrink really quick if you make a mistake, right? Right. So, um, that's why there's that risk there. So. Yeah, and a really good piece of advice at that is is talk to someone within the industry that is very um, has a very good understanding of the market. And if it's going to be a flip, think about things that will be an issue in the future. Like we always talk about driveways. Mm-hmm. So if if you might be able to get a really good deal on a property, but if there's going to be a hurdle that you're always going to deal with, no matter you know what you're doing to cosmetically fix it up. Mm. It's something that you should, you know, talk to someone and see if, if there's any underlying issues that uh, are going to affect value in the future, if, if buyers are going to be picky. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so we have rental properties, uh, on a short-term, long-term basis, flipping properties. There's also REITs, real estate investment trusts. So that's more, uh, I would say, for the investor that wants to be more hands-off, they don't want to deal with either uh, the managing of uh, tenants or managing of uh, the uh, remodel process with a flip. So the the rate of return can be lower on those, but there's also it's very similar to a stock essentially, where <laughs> right, right. Um, yep. there's not there's nothing that you have to do on a, on a day-to-day basis. So really a, a REIT, a real estate investment trust is it's a company that buys real estate and you buy shares in essentially that company. So you diversify by uh, the fact that you're investing in multiple properties, but you don't, um, you, you don't, I don't know the right way to say that you're not, solely in one home or one condo. Sure. Um, it, it's spread across and it, it, that could be spread across, uh, commercial properties that could be spread across just residential properties. Nationally, it can be yeah, in all areas, over the right. country. And in some that you can even be spread with commercial and residential. Right. Um, so that also is factoring into your, your risk tolerance, whether, um, which type of diversification of a REIT that you want to deal with. Sure, sure. And and with uh, real estate investment trusts, uh, again, this can be all kind of all over the board, but somewhere between 3 and 7%. Uh, but total returns can be different when you factor in like dividends and potential uh, capital appreciation that way. So uh, again, uh, you know, I, w- I would talk to someone uh, 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 real estate investment trusts aren't our specialty. So if that was a, uh, an area that would uh, interest you, feel free to reach out to us and we can put you in touch with someone who is an expert in that field. But uh, that that uh, uh, is a little bit different than mm-hmm. you know normally what we deal with. That right. So. Definitely more hands-off, a lot more like you know any other stock. But if you're interested in real estate, it, it might be an option for you. Right, right. So uh, I think lastly, if you know you're, you want something – Different than what we've talked about, I would say this is more for probably more for the savvy investor. There's a little more that goes into it, uh, but commercial space, yep. um, office space, which I 
probably be careful about right now with uh, all the vacancies that we're seeing right. nationally. Um, but office space, storage facilities, um, retail storefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of different types of commercial space, but uh, there's definitely a lot more that you need to have an understanding of going into that because it's not um, it's it's not cut and dry. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and rates of return on that, I think are all over the place, especially now, like you said, like commercial space, um, we're, we're experiencing somewhat of like a little foreclosure crisis in the commercial sector. So, you know, previously, historically, I would say like seven to 10% is what, is what, uh, you could expect from a, uh, you know, a commercial property, um, you know, we have to get uh, uh, maybe Alan in here to talk a little bit about what what the what he's seeing locally in terms of rates of return. But I would assume that's dropping again because um, we have a lot of foreclosures in empty space right now. That's going to continue for a while. Yeah, so. and that will be a great uh, separate podcast. But we're seeing, I'd, I'd say, daily something in the news about a uh, a commercial building being defaulted on. Yep. And there, again, there's a lot more that goes into that, but. Um, something to be careful on if you're looking to invest in commercial space. Right. Right. Yep. So again, all of these are, are really good options, uh, depending on what you're looking for. Um, a couple, uh, stories that, that we have, we've had clients that, uh, bought multifamily properties, were able to rent it out while they were doing the remodel and cover their, I guess you could say holding costs of, uh, of holding the property while they were doing the remodel from rental income and then sell it for a profit once they did the upgrades. So that's one way that, you know, you can get into the, the rental side as well as the flip side. Um, I mean, we've also had clients that have bought turnkey properties that are single family homes that there's nothing that you need to do to the second they close escrow on it, they can place a tenant in it and have no, uh, work that really needs to be done other than managing the property. Uh, or if they could have a property manager, then, they are very hands-off. Uh, and both of those are uh, ways to, to generate income, but they're very, very different. One is a very um, hands-off approach, and the other is a lot more involved within it, but there is more uh, more potential for uh, generating income from from doing you know the multifamily fix-up. Right, right, yep. More risk, more, more reward that way. So, so yeah, uh, kind of uh, just recapping, uh, you know, uh, when when you're thinking about investing in real estate, uh, you have to figure out, like, you know, exactly what your risk tolerance is. Risk tolerance is. And you want to conduct thorough research, consider your, uh, uh, you know, evaluate your local real estate market, um, look for potentially anything that can come up down the future, what's affecting the real estate market. If it's a, you know, for example, if it's a rental, are there rental restrictions going to be put in place? How's, you know, what's it going to look like, you know, 12, 24 months down the road? No one has a crystal ball, but, but try to figure that out. Um, and, and I think the most important thing is, you know, uh, how do you do that? Work with a local real estate consultant who's, who's good at what they do, that's worked in investments in the past that way, that can analyze it for you. Um, again, no one, you know, no one's crystal ball's 100% clear, but uh, you know someone's going to be able to give you an idea of, hey, this is what's currently going on in the market. Potentially, we have uh, these restrictions in the short-term rental market. We have these, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, tenant laws in the long-term rental market. You know, you can you, you can become educated and then kind of figure out, okay, well, that ups my risk, so I don't like that, and I want to go this way. Things of that nature. So. And there might be some opportunities to buy it in that because other investors will get spooked by it. Yep, and if. You're comfortable with that risk level, then you might be able to jump in when others are are uh, leaving. 
That's 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 a very good point. Very good point that way. So, um, if you have any questions about uh, real estate investments or uh, 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 you know rate of rates of return, anything like that, we are here for you. Feel free to reach out to us. Um, if you have a specific property in mind, we 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 have various programs that we can show you a rate of return and we can cast it out 10, 15, 20 years that way. So, um, yeah, feel free to reach out. Uh, I think that's uh, that's pretty much it for today. So, uh, I'm Sean Payne, owner and founder of Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. Thank you very much for following us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit like and subscribe so you'll see more uh, content in the future. And Isaiah, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Of course. See you guys next time. All right. Bye, guys. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.